Welcome to the Young Saints Leadership Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things youth, from leadership culture to supernatural youth ministry and discipling revivalists. We hope you guys enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. We have a exciting new podcast for you today. We have Jordan Young here Yo. filling in for us, being Whoa. a part of the crew. From behind the camera behind to the camera to right the front. front. Here we go. <laughs> He's the one that usually presses record and helps us stay on track and keeps ta- our time for us and keeps us all in line. He produces this whole thing. But now we have our lovely Tori Baker behind the camera helping <laughs> us record, <laughs> which is wonderful. But more importantly, we have a special guest here, yes, one of my do. dear friends who I dearly love. Would you please introduce uh, everyone to who you are? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. My name is Hannah Wilson. I am a licensed therapist. I also recently launched my own coaching business, kind of integrating spiritual keys um, into what I already do. And I've been on the team with you guys for four years. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. So weird. So wait, did I even have Harper yet when you joined? You had just had her. Wow. Or not just. She was like an infant. Yes. Really little. My goodness. It's been long. Guys, it's a dream. A I love bet. this team so much. She is one of our greatest strengths mm-hmm. on our team. She's so incredible. You are about to be so blessed by listening to this. And she kind of alluded to kind of what we're going to talk about. So uh, Hannah's had so many years of counseling and therapy, and she has walked people through all of their darkest days. <laughs> but what is so fascinating about Hannah is she's so prophetic and so wise yes. in how she does it. And she really engages the Holy Spirit in all of that emotional health and psychology and counseling and what she does. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about that because there's like this whole fad of emotional yeah. health. Like not, a, maybe it's not a fad. Maybe that's like a, a bad word. Movement <laughs> of, a whole movement yes, yeah. yes, of emotional health and really diving into like our triggers, our internal world mm-hmm. and kind of maybe traumas that we've had mm-hmm. and childhood issues. Yep. And you can see this generation really digging deep into that. But what we've noticed is sometimes it can get a little swirly. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe a little self-focused. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I would love to hear your thoughts on Maybe, I don't know if you have specific questions, Jordan, but just about mm. how you engage Holy Spirit when you're leading someone through something and helping them navigate those parts of their yeah. life. Or even, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to start off of like, because obviously you've been educated yeah. in, in this field, um, also been in ministry, and I f- it feels like it's pretty new in the world that the world is grasping on to the idea of emotional health, therapy, mm-hmm. The word trigger is Everywhere. probably the most used word Just kidding. in the world. <laughs> I'm triggered. I'm triggered. So being someone who's actually been through the education of that and you have history in that, what, how have you viewed like this movement of emotional health, even within the church, and how have you engaged in that? Yeah, great question. Um, I think that there are really good things about it. Mm-hmm. And I think there are dangerous things about it as well. Yeah. Um, I think that when it's submitted 
to Christ, it is an incredibly powerful, redemptive, and I would say vital tool. Yeah, for sure. I think when we idolize it mm. and it it suddenly becomes something that's almost more of a savior or more important to us than wow. Jesus. Wow. Um that's when I notice a trend where spirituality starts to serve us as well. It's true. And spirituality serves us instead of transforming us. Oof. Um, wow. And so that would be that would be my answer to that. Yeah. Because you've been in this world way before it was ever the hot topic, right? Yeah. I feel like since 2000, I mean, I went to school in 2013 and I think it's exploded, especially I feel like over 2020. Oh, absolutely. Um, because I think so many mental health issues emerged in the isolation we were experiencing. Oh, for sure. You probably saw so much of yes. emerge in that season. Um, specifically, though, he kind of mentioned on your ministry background, kind of explain like maybe just a short synopsis of how you met Christ, how, what your experience in ministry is, and how maybe how you're merging these two together. Because mm-hmm. you can see a lot of people that are Christian and mm-hmm. psychology like they've there, there's been that bridge a little mm-hmm. bit, mm-hmm. but a lot of them still kind of lean heavier on the psychology route right. rather than like the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ is your only way. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like that's where you lean, bringing yes. your tools of psychology. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. So maybe expo- expound on like your ministry background and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Well, I um, I went to school. When I went to school, I wasn't sure about actually getting the clinical license. I just okay. wanted to work in a church, and um, I felt the Lord telling me, "I want you to." to do this and I want you to go the full like marathon with it because it's an absolute marathon you have to do you get masters and then 3,000 hours and um, and then you have to maintain your license and get like ongoing education and um, it felt so daunting and I really was I'm I'm more like spirit led and I would say I'm more prophetic and that feels more of my spiritual identity than even being a therapist but I think the 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 discipline of going to school and actually having to figure out what I believed wow. about um, emotional health, emotional healing, how the Lord interacts with those tools and taking what I believed mm-hmm. about it and also spitting out the bones. It was like something in me got really fortified mm-hmm. through that process. And I think that we are called to influence culture. And so, yes. uh, and I think that right now, like psychology actually is what the world is turning to sure. um, to bring answers to bring, I would yeah. say even like, it's like a form of salvation. Like when I was in yeah. LA at a bookstore, the largest section of the bookstore was the psychology section. Oh, wow. And so for me, it feels like- Bigger than fiction, hey? Big, oh. Or food. Wow. Big, food. The biggest. <laughs> I'm like thinking food. Is Where's the biggest. The <laughs> and That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. And I felt the Lord tell me like, this is, this has replaced, um, mm. like really- like faith yes. and um, Christianity. And not that I think that that's been happening for a long time, but I think people are really hungry. They're still searching for yes. something. They're yes. hungry for healing. They're even hungry for integrating the spiritual realm, but there's just complete openness to any idea yeah. and any way to do that. So I don't know if I fully answered that question, but no, that's great. 
That's great. You look like you had a question. I'll, I'll no. say mine. Yes. Yeah. I, was, I was just going to say, like, it, yeah, it seems like um, the rise of almost like this, like, false spirituality yes. has been on the rise in the mm-hmm. world. And I, I just love the way that you have approached it. Of of really just being like no I know I know truth like mm-hmm. you're so solid in truth mm-hmm. and seeing how the Lord interacts with the tools yeah rather than saying these tools are the thing that actually get you free yeah like yeah. they're actually tools that the Holy Spirit uses yeah to guide mm-hmm. His Spirit actually to get you free yes completely and I want to emphasize I'm not anti therapy I'm not like I'm just here no. undercover. <laughs> And I'm going to expose it, you know, like <laughs> that. I, I, um, I love the therapeutic process. I love the work I've done with clients. I love the ways that I healed through even the things I learned in school. Yeah. Um, I just think that like, if you take the tools that they provide for you in and of themselves, you might have an incredible understanding of your story. You might have self insight. You might be better at regulating your emotions and setting boundaries, but you won't have freedom. You won't have that deliverance that only comes when you go that extra step of experiencing the redemptive work of Jesus Christ through knowing him and actually repenting of the, you'll understand the mindset, but you don't get go that to that place where you can repent Mm -hmm. and be, be changed and transformed. Um, and yeah. I say self-insight is incredible, but I would rather have freedom because freedom brings restoration and brings me beyond even like an understanding of my story into so my identity, which is something I can't actually find outside of a relationship with Jesus. So good. So good. I fully, I love that. That is so powerful. Take note of that. Even rewind it. Go back and listen Honestly. to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love for you because you meet with students mm-hmm. and with emotional health being so big and actually n- very vital. Yes, um, absolutely. A lot of kids have walked through some really hard things. Like when you're meeting with a student that's going through a lot, maybe just give like youth leaders and youth pastors inside of like, how do we be aware of when maybe we need to recommend real counseling mm-hmm. versus like, oh, they just need a process mm-hmm. or even how you mm-hmm. help a kid process? Yeah. Because obviously the people that are listening, they're mostly just leaders and youth leaders that are working in a church or volunteering at a church. They may not have all the background that you have mm-hmm. and the knowledge of what you mm-hmm. carry, mm-hmm. but like maybe give some helpful tools of like how to help kids mm find freedom in Mm -hmm. what they're walking through but Mm -hmm. also knowing when hey you might need to really go see someone yeah yeah that's probably a hefty question that's great (laughs) um i would say like if they're in a place where daily functioning Mm -hmm. is hindered and they need um they're needing more they're needing someone who's clinically trained or if there's a lot of trauma um, someone who's been trained to help someone yes. to walk through that trauma. and um, define like what would be considered lots of trauma. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I would say. I know trauma, that's another word. trauma is another word yeah. with trigger. Yes, that very commonly, very commonly thrown out. Yeah, because obviously there's kids that like they have actual trauma, yes. and then there's other ones that like are probably they have a bad wounded. Day. They yeah, have a bad so day help, like right, maybe right. define trauma. Yeah. Yeah, I would say in a, it's an event, and it could be anything 
right? It could be like you were in a car accident. It could yeah. be your parents got a divorce. It could yes. be you had a terrible breakup, but it's gotten to the point where your capacity to regulate your emotions, your capacity to function um, has been significantly hindered right. and you need someone who gets clinically trained yeah. to kind of give you tools to just get on your feet. You also, I would say, vitally need community. Like if you just have a therapist and you don't have, you know, youth leaders pouring into you, I would say that's just as important and powerful, but we'd want to supplement with someone who's clinically trained yes. with the keys to help you um, just emotionally stabilize and... Um, also, I think there's something so, uh, really safe about someone who isn't connected to your family, who doesn't, you, where you totally. can be like completely honest. And I think when you're in that really fragile place, you sometimes need that. Absolutely. So that would be, that would be my thought is just recognizing. Also, if you instinctually are meeting with someone, I've had clients where I'm like, this is past my scope. Yeah. I'm actually referring you to someone who's an expert in exactly what you're walking through. Right. I don't want to assume that I have the keys. And I find I instinctually know by the spirit of God when like I'm past my scope. And even when it comes to not just therapy, but deliverance of like, this is a bigger issue and I need to pull someone else in. So trust your instinct in that. I'm sure you guys have had that with students where you just know like, okay, I think this is actually, you need more than what I can give you. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. It it usually happens when I'm like, I need to talk to Hannah. <laughs> you Sienna? are you are usually my expert. Literally, <laughs> someone like, have you ever met Hannah have before? You ever heard of Hannah? And then Maybe I'm like, I, I don't know. Be- <laughs> I need her. <laughs> We're gonna do a referral to Hannah Wilson. <laughs> just kidding. Your new discipler is Hannah. Oh my gosh. So, um, anyway, but but back to back to even discipling students. Um, how again? Because we were talking about trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how how have you like identified that and like while you're talking with students mm-hmm. and walking students through some of that process mm-hmm. um, and even deliverance with that? Mm-hmm. How would I address trauma? Or even just like how? Just maybe just tell us and youth pastors mm-hmm. like just some tools of like when meeting with students mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. indicators that are like even like oh this person either needs a therapist mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Um, no this person needs deliverance mm-hmm. and like yeah, the discernment in yeah. that oh yeah gosh that's a loaded question <laughs> cuz discernment you probably have grown in over time 100% you know 100% but maybe you could give like some mm. kind of tip or clue on how yeah. to determine that yeah again i think deliverance it would be that they're telling you they're hearing really, really strong voices telling them to do things that are very dark. Um, They're having nightmares, night terror, something around that. Um, You can feel like some, I mean, I'm discerned enough where I can feel when there's oppression on someone just physically, I physically feel it. I don't know. Everyone's different. Sometimes it's a gut instinct. Um, And again, I would say, deliverance or counseling and an an additional therapist it goes back to daily functioning is being impacted they're isolated they're disconnecting they're acting out of character from the way that they normally act or you see like a dramatic shift um as suddenly they've they're not reaching out to any of their friends anymore parents are expressing concern um those are great yeah yeah 
And I think um, for therapy, especially sometimes they'll they'll tell you like I feel like I need more help or. Um, if you feel too like they're needing more from you than you can give, like they're texting you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you don't want to be available, but you recognize like I don't actually have the bandwidth to attend to the what you need, and your right. need is really valid. It's yeah. not an invalid need. I don't want to just like fake you out and pretend that I can meet that, and then you're disappointed and hurt, and you don't feel covered. Versus like pulling on resources That's I could great. give you. Yeah. Um. Say there's a youth pastor listening or a youth leader mm. going, wow, I, I didn't even know it was okay to meet with a therapist or get help. And mm. what are some things that they could look for if they're like, maybe you're sitting here listening, like maybe I need to go see someone. Mm. Like I'm I'm recognizing I can't regulate my emotions properly mm. and it's affecting my yes. day and my yeah. marriage and how I show up to work. And, yeah. Um, so if that's you and you're like, how do I even find someone mm-hmm. that's filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that would offer me not just psychology, but God, it, it bridged to together. Yep. What are some things they could look for? Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, you could also, I don't know if you are open, but <laughs> maybe reach out to Hannah's business. Plug, plug oh <laughs> Honestly, it's true. Uh, I would say like, Ask someone you trust you've had who's had a good experience. Yeah. Um, I think most of my clients came from word of mouth of someone else having a good experience with me. And I know for me, if I was looking for someone, I would find someone whose life I love and I trust. Like if you had a great experience with right. someone, I would absolutely trust your word. Um, and I would say make sure that they are a Christian. Yes. <laughs> um, because I have had a lot of people who, when you are a Christian and you go to a therapist and um, they're good at what they do, but like they're also like giving you ideas and planting um, thoughts that are based on like their human reasoning and their understanding, a natural reasoning, not a spiritual reasoning. And human is, and that might, and it might be like their truth, but it's not the truth and it's confusing you. Yeah. Um, Whereas you can, there's a, there are amazing therapists out there who are um, Christians and who are, and, and also there are, there are therapists that are more, there are Christians that are more clinical and not as spirit led. And that might be a really positive experience for you. Um, If you just need some practical tools. Um, And then there are, I would say, like my option that I'm offering right now is spiritual coaching, where I'm integrating some like keys that I've found for myself as I've pursued not just emotional healing, but deliverance that I integrate. Um, Yeah, expound more on that. Like, what would your spiritual coaching be versus clinical? Yes. Um, I feel like in therapy it was really just holding space for people to have an understanding of their story and um, find tools to cope with hard things that they're going through and with the coaching I want to actually accelerate your spiritual destiny and integrate tools that will do that 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 therapy doesn't necessarily offer right because I'm just incredibly passionate about seeing people step into all that they're capable of and I think the thing that makes me the most angry is when I can see people settling for less than who God says they are and I just I live for that so yeah Um, I just want to like 
kind of exposed something because of, I mean, we went like we ping, pendulum swing. We went like therapy, deliverance. Um, but even I was just thinking, because I'm like, I get this question a lot from students of like combating lies mm-hmm. and how, how important is it that we actually would lead students through like exposing lies? Because it, what mm-hmm. it feels like sometimes, even in this generation, is that there are lies telling kids that they're actually worse than what they are. Right. Like, I've had kids tell me, like, how traumatized wow. they are. But as I'm hearing the story, it mm-hmm. almost doesn't seem true. Right. But the language, the language is there. Wow. And it feels like this generation is equipped <laughs> with a lot of language mm-hmm. of trauma mm-hmm. and triggers. Yes. But when you hear, so- I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when you hear stories and you're almost like, this doesn't feel like what you're like saying. Human yeah, like this doesn't feel like trauma, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you have the the verbiage, mm-hmm. and so almost it's like, oh, it feels like you're believing lies. Like, mm-hmm. how has that also played into Gosh, your discernment with students of like, yeah, not not Oof. always just like trusting every word that just comes right at you, right? Uh, which is discernment. Right. Is, is Jordan, level you're going of traumas, there, right? <laughs> yes, um, I okay. I had a situation with someone where I realized that the place they had experienced validation and the place they got attention, and hear me, I'm not minimizing (laughs) real traumatic experiences, but they they had, we are always looking for a place to find identity, and they had found identity in that language and when they use that language that's when adults paid attention that's when adults mm. listen and wow. um and it was like i think i don't know if that person was capable of seeing it but i think getting rid of that would literally mean a loss of identity mm. and a loss of validation and it's like okay this is how i understand myself this is how i understand my story mm. and sometimes i think jesus actually offends that with a higher truth yes. that we can't always even understand whereas yes. when i when i i think the thing that can be really deceptive with therapy is you could i could read the dsm and probably diagnose myself with like six of them on any given 100%. day because they're so it's so relatable and it's like you're understanding yourself but there's that can only take you so far yeah. mm-hmm. and god's always going to want to deliver you from that take you f- beyond that and it can almost be offensive yeah uh, so i i think that we can form an identity around that language because it resonates with our experience uh, it feels really true and and there often is truth in it um, but if you're stopping there and saying this is i'm camping around this yes. i want to stay here i don't and and it's traumatic and offensive for you to tell me jesus could <laughs> deliver 100%. me from that 100%. you wow. will stay there 100 wow yeah i mean i've even i think it's, it's the dsm5 right mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. trauma mm-hmm. um i've i mean i've read some of that oh, yeah. and i've identified totally and i'm like oh totally. i am on the dsm dsm5 <laughs> scale but without jesus like i would definitely be there absolutely like my life would look like that yes but with Jesus, he he now has brought me into a higher reality. Yes. And my life is now in a higher reality to where even my past traumatic experiences, they're under the blood. 
Mm-hmm. So even 100%. even with my memory, I can I can recognize. Sorry, Mari, we're like definitely like DSM five. Like, um, I've I've and through my memory, I've recognized me on the scale for sure. Mm-hmm. But through my life, through the blood of Jesus, I find myself on the outside. Yes, and so it like like what you're saying. It's just it's important for us to approach this. Um, this topic with Christ and the blood of Jesus in mind. Yes. That like truth does expose and crush lies. Yes. And so even when a student is fully enveloped in it and believing that this is my identity and I've, mm-hmm. I've found my identity in my trauma, mm-hmm. um, the solution, like the I, to me at least, the first solution is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like that yep. that's where you, we get our identity from. Yes. At least the identity that yes. brings us up into a higher reality above our experiences. Yes. Completely. Completely agree. You're nailing it. I love the DSM five. <laughs> it can stuff. help and diagnoses can help validate like an experience I'm having. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you camp out there, I think some people feel so validated by that because Ooh, maybe they haven't felt violated. I mean, they haven't felt validated yeah. in other settings. They haven't felt validated by their parents. They haven't felt validated by the church. They haven't experienced truly the power of the presence of God that does deliver and transform you. Yes. So that validation, it makes it very understandable that it's like, oh, thank God I finally understand. I finally feel known. I finally feel understood. But if you camp out there... Yeah. You're forfeiting. 100%. So do you think people underestimate the the power of the spiritual realm when it comes to emotional health? Like it sounds like it's pretty spiritual what mm-hmm. can happen and taking on these forms of identity. Yes. And so it's almost like you have the humanist route and then the spiritual route. Mm-hmm. Like do you feel like people don't always equate those together? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because you're even saying like I kind of – I see the humanist route, but I want to go the spiritual route. So there's clearly some bridge that ties these things together, that it's not just mm-hmm. a natural occurrence happen, but there can be like this spiritual validation yes. to who you are that keeps you as that victim. I don't even know if yeah. that's the right word. Well, it's this this idea that as we are spiritual beings and our beliefs carry a lot of power. So... Because we have an innate authority. Right. Because you're created by God to carry authority, whether you believe it or not. Yes. So what you choose to believe you partner about yourself, yeah, you're in partnership with what you believe. Wow. So it's incredibly powerful and important to be aware of what you believe. And that's where therapy can be powerful because you can deconstruct these bad beliefs that you've been conditioned to hold maybe because of terrible experiences with rejection, abandonment, you name it. That's why, you know, I love, I love therapy and emotional health. But also if I'm like finding an identity um, in a, something that's actually not true Mm -hmm. or rooted in deception or empowered by a spirit, that's pretty gnarly. So when you're doing spiritual coaching, do you, do you, cause she's so prophetic guys, like she's like like a prophet. It's crazy. Um, do you tap into your prophetic gifting of like almost maybe questions that the Holy Spirit inspires Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or like you can hear someone talk about their trauma and you can almost like, I don't know how you engage with Holy Spirit in that, but do you like say like, oh, that's actually not truth. 
And then you have like the, I don't know how you do it. Would you maybe oh, elaborate definitely. on how you engage in Holy Spirit when you're walking through emotional health with mm. someone? Yeah. Do you, does he just like it's really good? To you? <laughs> it's like here's what's uh, going on. Tell them this, and it's then a they'll whole be free. different hat. <laughs> I'm yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> um, well, I find the first key for me is to listen really well. Mm-hmm. All right, because you can immediately go into your human mind, the spirit of performance, striving, feeling like I have to have an answer. I don't have any answers. I don't have any answers outside of the wisdom that God imparts to me in that moment. And every single story is different. Every single life is different. Everyone needs something different. So it's actually, I have learned to empty myself Mm -hmm. before sessions versus um, going in and because it can almost be confusing when you have all these tools and theories and it's like, oh, this could apply to you. This could apply. Mm -hmm. But I find the first step for me is asking as many intentional questions. And I think the Holy Spirit doesn't give me insight as much as questions yeah. in the beginning. And then the questions lead to. Yes. That's so good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I just, I think that, that there's just something there for even pastors or leaders. If you're leading people, mm-hmm. um, cause even for me, I could meet with five students and if, if I'm not careful, I could assume very, like very similar things about all of them. I could come in with all the same questions to all of them, mm-hmm. but it does not apply to every life. It does 100%. not apply to every student. And so I think even leaders, when you're leading people, uh, lean into the Holy Spirit to, to know what questions to ask, yeah. like the students and the people that you're leading, rather than even banking on tools yes. and previous experiences that we've had. Yeah. Yeah. Because one student I meet with is very different than the student, the next yes. one, even if they both struggle with anxiety. <laughs> yes. I've even found like even same struggles, they don't stem from the same things all the time. And so my questions don't always, aren't always replicated with every person I meet with. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I will say this too, just the posture of your heart with a person is everything. Right. <laughs> like you can tell if someone isn't really listening to you. Or if someone really doesn't want to be there. I remember when I first started leading group therapy, I was 27 years old. I was leading groups of 12 to 8 people. They were all older than me. They all had like (laughs) heavy trauma. They were out of like major diagnoses. And I was, my voice was shaking. I'm like, how are they going to feel safe with me? But they, they actually were endeared to the weakness I had, I think, but they could feel that I genuinely cared. Mm. And, and even it's, it's clinically proven and the therapeutic relationship above any tool is the most powerful thing that heals. Mm -hmm. That's even clinically proven. And so as a pastor recognizing, but I don't go in to a one-on-one that you're not ready to sit down and give like your whole heart to, because that's like most of what heals and people wow. were wrecked by Jesus because of the love they felt yes. from him, so you know? Good. So good. So to wrap wow. this all up, you don't have to have all the knowledge that Hannah has to make an That's impact so on true. people's <laughs> lives. You sit down, you listen, 
Yes. Ask Holy Spirit to give you inspired questions yeah. and also rely on the Holy Spirit to tell you when it's past what you can maybe offer. But then when you do recommend them to maybe seek help, you actively stay in their life so they're not just yes. segregated from you also. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Hannah, what's your what's your um coaching Instagram so yeah. we can plug oh, you in. Oh, you guys are so awesome. Just it's, so people know where to follow you. Seriously, if you guys, she does Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. She's she fully amazing. available. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. She's changed all of our lives. Oh, you guys are so, so sweet. So if you are needing any sort of help, please take write this down. Literally. So it is just my regular Instagram, Hannah L. Wilson. Yes. Just one one word, Hannah L. Wilson. and Perfect. Yeah. My, you can get the link to my website and we'll if you're interested there. in booking, yeah. Yeah. You should book with her if you need any. Please. Or if you have any more questions yeah, on this topic honestly. or something mm-hmm. you're facing, Please reach she out. would ha- happily meet with you guys. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's the end of that. was very, a lot of thoughtful information. I'm like, wow, I'm just like in <laughs> thinking of all these thoughts now. But anyway, that was amazing. Thank you so oh, much for being thank here. Thank you for having so me, guys. Powerful. So much fun. You're incredibly anointed at yes. what you do. And oh, we're so grateful for you. I love you guys. But we love all you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Yes. Bye.